Hello, welcome to today's webcast. My name is Josh Becker, the CEO of Lex Machina. Today's webcast is the future of law, how to win new business with legal analytics. This is the second of a series of thought leadership discussions that we will host in regular intervals. Let me start by introducing our panel for today. First, Naveen Modi. Naveen is the Global Vice Chair of the Intellectual Property Group at Paul Hastings. He oversees the firm's Global Intellectual Property Group with more than 100 attorneys. Naveen's practice includes all aspects of patent-related work, including litigation, post-grant proceedings, interferences, client counseling, appeals, and opinions. With over 300 post-grant proceedings, Naveen is one of the foremost experts in challenging and defending patents before the USPTO. In fact, as we reported in Lex Machina's 2015 PTAB report, Naveen was involved in more PTAB proceedings than any other practitioner in the United States. Naveen has won more awards than we can cover on today's webcast, is a very popular speaker, and teaches courses on appellate practice at George Mason University of School of Law. Thanks for joining us today, Naveen. Also, we have Rich Baer. Rich is a general counsel of Liberty Media Corporation. Liberty is a collection of companies uh, collectively worth about $50 billion, it has investments in a portfolio of companies worth $100 billion, including names I'm sure you recognize, SiriusXM, Formula One, Expedia, TripAdvisor, uh, Charter Communications, and others. Rich once told me that he had spent about $2 billion on litigation without data, and he plans to spend the next uh, billions or such with data and analytics. Rich has been with Liberty since 2013. Before that, he held senior executive positions at United Health Group Incorporated and Quest Communications and prior to his in-house experience, Rich was the chairman of the litigation department at the Denver law firm of Sherman and Howard. He holds a BA from Columbia University and a JD from Duke University. Thank you both for joining today. First, let me start out by talking about why we're doing this webcast in this series. Um, when we built Lex Machina, we built it really for litigation strategy, right, to help people win cases using data and analytics. And what we found is that ultimately people do use it for that, but really the way in, especially to, to law firms, but also to companies, um, was around business development. Firms were using it um, to compete and win business. And why is that? Well, as we can see on this slide, uh, and quickly look at some trends, as we know, um, while firms like Paul Hastings are doing great, there has been an erosion of demand as there's competition from uh, alternative service providers, also, companies are taking uh, more business in-house. And there's some other trends, and these were all noted in the 2016 Altman Wall report. Clients are demanding more efficiency and transparency and expecting uh, technology expertise. So in this environment, to remain competitive, you do have to uh, differentiate. You do have to lead the competition. You do have to provide measurable value. Um, so that's why uh, people have been using Lex Machina for business development. And let me start out with Naveen. And Naveen, maybe you could tell us what are some of the challenges and opportunities uh, you are seeing in this environment? And how has winning business uh, changed uh, over the last five, 10 years, in your opinion? Uh, sure, Josh. Uh, and thanks um, for uh, having uh, having me on uh, on this webcast and, and panel. Uh, I, I think it has actually changed quite a bit. So over the last 10 years uh, in terms of getting new business, and what has happened is I think 10 years ago when uh, we went uh, to look for new business or we were pitching a case, we had to create the data manually. And even when you were able to create the data, um, you didn't really have the entire picture. 
And with with the tool like you know the tools that Lex Machina provides, I think you can actually take uh, the data that that Lex Machina gives you, and there are many apps that are available that you can actually use to really help you pitch a case, and it really helps. It certainly has helped us in the in the pitching process. So let me give you an example. You know, for example, you know, in terms of our pitches, they're pretty data heavy these days. So you know, whether we want, we're looking at the particular company that was sued, you know, who's the opposing counsel, judge, uh, lawyer, law firm, right? You can go out and get information on these, you know, from websites. But if you use Lex Machina, the kind of information you can get is actually very useful, right? For example, you can very quickly look at uh, you know, how many cases has a firm that just sued uh, a particular company that you're trying to pitch, uh, uh, pitch to? You know, how many cases has this firm handled? What kind of cases have they been? And what that gives you is a picture as to um, you know what? Uh, how how aggressively, for example, you want to pitch for a case? What are the strategies you want to use if they settle very quickly? You know, do you want to kind of build that into your uh, pitch? Uh, so really, I think depending on the case, uh, what has changed over the last uh, few years is clients want to hire a firm that can handle the case, uh, you know, most efficiently. You know, and when I say most efficiently, I mean not only from a cost perspective but also a strategy perspective. You know, for example many times you get sued or a client gets sued and there are 10 different companies involved. So, uh, you know, when you can drill down and get data not only on the lawsuit, but also the companies that are involved, lawyers that are involved, the judges that are involved, and the courts that are involved, and get that data in a fashion as, as it's presented um, with Lex Machina, it's very useful. Excellent. Well, let me turn that over to uh, Rich. Rich, how do you see, uh, first, what reactions do you have to, to what Naveen said, and, and how do you see being able to use a product like Lex Machina when you are deciding you know, which law firms to use? Sure. Uh, again, thank you for including me as well this afternoon. Look, in the past, and frankly, still a lot today, most clients, like myself, are making decisions as to who to hire based on anecdotal information as opposed to actual data. You know, and what's anecdotal information is just personal accounts of, of a lawyer's experience and of their record. And we spend collectively as general counsel of, of Fortune 50 companies or Fortune 100 companies, literally billions of dollars a year on lawyers. And we are making procurement decisions, just like the rest of our company uh, is making. But the rest of our company, if they're deciding to buy a telephone switch or buy software, they're, they're making those decisions based upon actual data uh, that assesses uh, the competitive products, that assesses the performance of a particular product. We are, again, just doing it based on anecdotal information. And so the data that Lex Machina can provide me as a acquirer of, of uh, legal services uh, allows me to make a far more intelligent decision on, uh, one, the particular law firm, to how the particular law firm compares to other law firms that we're considering, and also how they compare to the norm before a particular judge or within a particular district or with respect to a particular type of case. So again, uh, we're, we're, we're looking at this as, as being a more informed customer, and that's what Lex Machina allows us to do. And how would you, um, you mentioned uh, when we were chatting before this about 
the opportunity that this provides to law firms, in your opinion? Well, uh, again, I and, and, and maybe it's just the law firms I'm using, but uh, I still see these pitches coming in where they're just using anecdotal information. Oh, yes, we've been in front of this judge uh, approximately 10 times. And, and if you try to drill down as to the nature of the cases that they've handled in front of the judge and the records and how the cases were resolved, it's like pulling teeth. And it's in certainly not verifiable data. Again, it's just personal accounts of experience. Um, so I think a firm, and I encourage all firms, to use a product like Lex Machinus to distinguish their pitches from all of the other firms that are coming in with anecdotal information. And you can use the data to show, look, here's our record in front of this judge, indisputable. Here is the average uh, record in front of this court indisputable. Here are uh, the other firms you're considering. Here are their records. That's real data that allows a client to make a far more informed decision. And if you as a firm are serving up that data, that data, you will be looked at, frankly, much more as, as sort of the speaker of truth than someone who's just doing the classic marketing. Excellent. Um, before we go back to uh, Naveen, maybe for some specific examples, Rich, maybe you could talk a, a little, and you've touched on this, but a little bit more about just at a high, how you think about kind of valuing a case and sort of risk-reward, <clears throat> what's a reasonable settlement, and how you know, a product like, like Lex Machina, you know, how data can help you um, maybe value uh, a, a case more accurately. Sure. Uh, I think any sophisticated client looks at litigation uh, the same way it looks at, at, at a transaction. It has a value. Now, what are the components of assessing that value? Some are more easy to document and, and, and quantify than others, but all cases have a value. And again, we will go, and in the past, we would go to our outside litigation firm and tell us, give us your view on what is a reasonable settlement value of this case. And they would use anecdotal information based upon their ex prior experience uh, uh, with these type of cases to say, look, we think you have a 50% chance of winning, and we think uh, if you're a defendant that uh, the likely uh, uh, verdict or judgment against you if you were to lose would be $200 million, so we think uh, the reasonable settlement value is $100 million. Well, that is, you know, that is so elemental and so simplistic of a way to, to value a case. The data that Lex Machina allows us to have access to allows that risk assessment to be far more, uh, uh, far more reliable because it has far more information. We can really understand how a particular type of case is resolved nationwide, within a particular district, within a particular, uh, in front of a particular judge, whether it's a jury trial, whether it's a bench trial, all of that data can be incorporated into our risk assessment. So frankly, we can get a much more accurate view of what is the reasonable settlement value of a case. Excellent. Thank you. Very helpful. Naveen, any comments on that before we uh, turn it back over to you for some specific examples? Uh, no, I think if actually we go through some examples, I think it will actually help, uh, I think, uh, expand on what uh, Rich uh, just pointed out. Okay. So, um, all the viewers, you should be seeing uh, my screen. Um, and quickly, for those of you who have not seen Lex Machina, just to orient you, as you can see at the top bar, there's information about courts and judges, uh, about counsel, about law firms and attorneys, 
uh, about parties, cases, uh, documents, uh, patents, and then uh, this, these apps that Naveen referred to that we will show. And what I'm looking at here is uh, these are patent cases filed this month. So 279 patent cases filed uh, thus far this month. And Naveen, do any of these look interesting to you? Um, you know, let's, why don't we, the Phillips case looks interesting. Can we maybe pull that up and we can maybe use that as an example? Sure. Okay. I've, I've clicked into that case. So as so we can see this, see, case, yeah, sorry, so go I, ahead. Well, so you can see a couple of things up, up at the top about the court and the judge. Any, does that give you any information right away? Absolutely, right? So I think uh, this screen, and I think it may be a little uh, slow in refreshing because what I'm seeing on my screen, uh, Josh, is uh, still the um, case list. Okay. Um, let's see, we are showing, I'm showing. Okay, uh, now, I, now I see it. Okay. Okay, great. So so we can see, right, this is a fairly new case. And if I am a law firm that wants to, uh, let's say, go after this case and pitch for this case, um, this tool can really help us. Lex Machina can really help us. So if we can click on the plaintiff uh, if, uh, on the screen. So if, if you... I just want yeah, to get to the law firm, right? I think if you click on the plaintiff, it will show us the law firm that's um, representing them. Yeah, that's showing on my screen, but it sounds like it's taking a little time to filter through the uh, webcast itself. Let me know when you see um, when, when you can see that. Um, as you mentioned at the top part, we see that this is in front of Judge Gilstrap in the Eastern District of Texas. Um, which uh, we have a lot of information on Judge Gilstrap that we'll come back to a judge example. Mm -hmm. Are you seeing um, the uh, law firm now? I am seeing it. So, right. So what I want to do is, let's say, again, if I'm using this tool, I want to learn more about this law firm. So if you can click on the law firm. Okay. I've just done so. Again, and we'll just give it a minute. And and while we're waiting for it to update, um, you know, I'll just kind of preview because I certainly have used this tool in the past. Uh, I think w what you'll see is once we get uh, the data, and I know it's actually much faster than, than it's sort of showing right now, uh, you'll see uh, when the screen pops up, there are a lot of metrics that are shown for this law firm. Uh, there will be a summary screen. Uh, there will be client lists uh, and a lot more detail that we can get. So I, I, you know, it, it should be pulling up here, here in, in, in a minute. Here we go. Um, so if you can look, uh, if you just stay, stay on this screen for a minute, you know, at, on the top you can see there's a summary, there's district court cases, PTAP trials, client list, dis district court judge appearances, and PTAP judge appearances. So uh, if we can, and it also shows you this, you know, on the summary, kind of the cases that they've done, right? So you can see uh, on the plaintiff side they've done, they've been more of, of a plaintiff firm, right? So that gives you some information when you're pitching for a case. But let's drill down a little bit more. Uh, can we click on uh, district court cases? Sure. Okay, let me know when that updates. Well, it hasn't come up yet, uh, but 
but again, and, and uh, I'll preview this, uh, when it comes up, uh, it's, it's going to show us some information about uh, the types of cases uh, they've handled and the disposition of these cases, again, which can be very useful information. So I'll, uh, it should be pulling up here any minute. And as you noted, one tab we're not clicking on is the client list, um, which if we did so, uh, we would see the kinds of firms that this uh, kind of companies that this law firm generally represents. And in this case, it, it shows they're very much uh, NPEs, non-practicing entities, or some called patent you know, PMEs, patent, monetiz patent monetizing um, entities. Uh, that are shown in the client list. That's right. That's right. And now we have a list, the summary of the cases, the types of cases they've handled. And again, you know, you have you have a, sort of a summary. And then, uh, if we can go to, can we click on timing? And what again, and you know, I know it's sort of taking a little bit of time to pull this information up, uh, but in real time it's actually uh, pretty quick. But what this will show you is when we uh, click on timing, uh, and I know it's, it's still not up yet, but it will be up soon. Uh, it's, it will show you how long they are taking for each of their cases, and I think it's very telling when this actually pulls up. Um, I think it's going to show my my guesses on, on on this firm that their cases um, get settled pretty quickly because they're a plaintiff's firm and and like Josh men mentioned, their cases that are NPE cases. Uh, so once the timing is up, here we go. Um, and as you can see, they really haven't. They've taken only two cases to trial. Nine cases have reached um, summary judgment, and then five or four. Uh, cases have uh, have terminated. Um, so, and if you can go to the top here, Josh. Yeah. Would you like me to click on? Should I go right to the damages? If you, if you can, that would be great. Great. I just clicked on that. By the way, while that's um, loading, um, if you have any questions, we've we've kept this to a, a a quick 30 minutes. So, but we may have time for a few questions at the end. And um, there was a, a window for you to type in questions um, for those uh, listening. So uh, feel free to type in questions, and we will try to um, uh, we will try to uh, work in a couple of those in our in our last 10 minutes here. Um, let me know when the damages has has uh, come up. I think it's going to come up here in a second. It just uh, the cursor just went there. Uh, but you know, again, I think it will. Here we go. It's up. So you can actually see that uh, there, the damages amounts here aren't actually that huge, right? It's two million. So what again that tells me is it, collectively uh, the whole, uh, you know, the tool gives me a lot of information, right? It's given me information about this law firm. It's given me information about how many, you know, how many cases they've handled, how many are plaintiffs cases, how many are defendant cases, how many cases they've taken to trial. So when I'm pitching for this, I can really give uh, the client, uh, Rich, a true picture of what may happen. Uh, um, so, Rich, I don't know if you have any thoughts on this, uh, because I, I feel like some of this is the type of information you were talking about. No, exactly, Naveen. This is the type of information that, frankly, we haven't seen much in pitches, but if, if a firm like yours was using it, I think you could really distinguish yourself, because this not only can help us assess what, what, what the plaintiff's firm is like, it'll help us determine what's the best strategy here? Do we mediate up front? Uh, it'll also help us when we're across the table from the plaintiff's counsel and they're making uh, uh, claims that they have all this trial experience and or they've gotten all these great results. We'll have real data 
that will probably uh, put a lie to much of what they're saying. Uh, so, so for a variety of reasons, this data can be very, very helpful to the client. And again, a wonderful way for a law firm to distinguish themselves from their competitors when they're pitching a business because, as we said, most of the competitors aren't using this type of data. And Josh, I know we um, only looked at the law firm, and I, we probably won't have time on this webcast to go into the the plaintiff. You know, so I, but I'll just mention it that you can obviously we only drill down on the law firm, but I think if we had drilled down on the plaintiff, I think that would probably give us more data. That I, if I were to guess, it's going to be very um, sort of consistent with with this with this law firm and the types of cases they're handling. Again, information that can be very useful for a pitch. Uh, but if we have have, do we have some time? I think so, right? Can we do one more quick example? Because I think it'll be helpful that we certainly do when we do pitches here at, yeah, at, at our firm. So if we can go to Delaware, you know, as you know, let's let's assume that you know a client of ours was, or you know, a company was was sued in Delaware, and you want to try to pitch for that case. So maybe we can uh, uh, pull up Delaware and kind of the re resolutions in Delaware at, at a sort of macro level. Yep, I just pulled it up. Let me know when it comes up uh, on your screen. And while that's loading, we did get one question in, which is for Naveen, around PTAB. Do you find that, uh, obviously, PTAB is a relatively new um, uh, kind of proceeding. Do you find that data helps in PTAB proceedings as well? It does, absolutely. Um, and, you know, again, with Lex Machina's tools, you can actually go down to even the level of a judge, right, how they are deciding cases at the institution and, and final decision. So it is very helpful, and I certainly use it even, you know, kind of uh, sort of two ways, right? One is to pitch for uh, a PTAP case, but also to actually look at uh, and get information about the forum, the cases, uh, the judges. So it is actually very helpful. So, okay, so I think we have uh, the Delaware example up. So now here what we can see is, so let's say if a company was sued in Delaware and I'm, I want to pitch for this case. If you look at Delaware, it's a pretty, you know, it seems like it's um, plaintiffs win more often, right? So you have 325 wins versus 235. But, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of ANDA litigations that are filed in Delaware. So let's exclude those and see what the data looks like. So can we do that? Yep. So what I'm going to do, uh, I'm pulling up some of the tags that are in Lex Machina. We have tagged all the ANDA cases, uh, 1,300 of them in Delaware, and I'm going to now exclude them. Um, and uh, let me know when when that uh, comes up. And it's interesting to see, um, and Naveen, I'm sure you've seen this, how different districts at different times. Um, uh, are taking uh, preeminence, right? Delta, uh, you know, obviously the Eastern District of Texas, and then Delaware rose uh, for a long time and then switched back more to Eastern District. So um, that's something that you can follow with these trends and, and um, you know, with a, a tool like this. Uh, absolutely, absolutely, and I think uh, again because uh, I've I've done this uh, before with Lex Machina and I've tried to pitch for a case. Uh, you know, I think this is going to show. Okay, here we go. So the screen is up now, and as you can see, when you exclude the ANDA cases, and in this example, you know, I had assumed the case was not an ANDA case, right? So it was, let's say, uh, ANPE case that was filed against a, a technology company. The defendants actually have a better win ratio 
than the plaintiffs, right? So now let's say we have one more data point. Let's say we know who our judge is in Delaware. So uh, it's, uh, you know, let's assume it's Judge Andrews. Can we drill down to Judge Andrews and see what his cases look like in Delaware? Yep, great. I clicked on that. Let me know when that comes through. And again, for the viewers, we have five minutes left. If there's any uh, questions, uh, please let us know. We will be recording this. There's another question that came in. Uh, we will be recording this, and everybody who has registered will get a, uh, a link to the webcast. So that is uh, another question that came in, and we will make sure um, to uh, do that. Okay, so um, and I know what's going to happen here because you know I certainly have had cases before Judge Andrews. Uh, here we go; it is up, uh, and you can see actually, you know, once you drill down to the judge level, we are now at 57 cases for defendants versus 18 cases for plaintiffs. So you can see it's a uh, you know Judge Andrews is pro-defendant at least you know in this data that's showing that's shown. So so what this shows uh, us is that you know initially if you were if you were a company that was sued in Delaware and if you were pitching for that, that case, you may think, okay, you know, maybe we want to transfer out of Delaware. But once you drill down to the right case, that type of case, and the judge, you can actually get a lot more information. And, and you know, you may say to yourself, well, this is not a such a bad jurisdiction. So maybe we do want to litigate in, in this jurisdiction. Um, so I, I know uh, we're running out of time. So uh, Josh, I, I think those are the kind of examples that I had in mind. But if Rich, I don't know if you want to add anything. Otherwise, I guess we can take questions. Yeah, no, I, I have nothing to add, but why don't we try to turn to the questions, because this type of data is, is, is really powerful and allows us to have so much more insight into a value of a case. Great. Just got another question in for uh, Rich. And the question is, Rich, you talked about how law departments are sort of changing to some extent, where you contrasted them to uh, other parts of the business in terms of access to data. I guess the question is, do you see law departments changing and becoming more data-driven generally? Uh, I'm not seeing it, but I'm predicting that if they don't, they're going to get outsourced because uh, most companies are starting to hold their law departments to the same rigor that they're hiring or holding the rest of their company to by way of procurement decisions. And no one likes to admit it, but what lawyers do in-house is procure legal services. And so I, I, see, I see much more rigor being applied going forward by uh, the CEOs and CFOs of, of various organizations. And related question came up for Naveen. Uh, Naveen, within your firm, um, do you see the firm embracing technology more generally and any predictions for what's on the, uh, the horizon? Um, absolutely. You know, I, we definitely rely on um, tools like Lex Machina when we are uh, sort of, uh, you know, either pitching for cases or strategizing about cases. Um, so, I, you know, we definitely embrace it and, and use it not only for business development, but also actually in our cases. Excellent. Well, since we just have a couple minutes left, I want to um, – mention as your uh, uh, brings up the last uh, slide here that this is a series and um, the next uh, future of law webcast will be about judge analytics predicting the behavior of the courtroom's boss so we touched on that a little bit uh, today uh, when we dove into judge andrews and saw how different uh, he was than from the rest of uh, delaware 
Um, uh, as a preview, Naveen, any uh, other comments on um, uh, judges and assessing uh, judges um, using uh, data? And do you see judges relatively consistent over time, or do you see if you're able to slice down into a period of, say, last few years, um, do you see judges uh, changing behavior much? You know, I think, uh, obviously, I think it depends on the judge, I think, uh, but if you have a tool like Lexmark, and it really does give you the type of information you need um, to really help not only, I guess, you know, like I said, run it, help you run a case, but also help you kind of advise a client, whether it's in a pitch or otherwise. Uh, but I think you will definitely see trends with, with this data, and then you'll actually learn a lot about a judge, you know, whether they're consistent or, or not in, in, you know, in sort of certain types of rulings and what they do. Uh, excellent. Um, we've one more question came in, but we're going to get cut off in the last 30 seconds, so um, we'll try to respond to that offline. Um, I want to thank uh, Naveen. Naveen, that was great teeing up our next webcast on the 25th. Um, I want to thank uh, Naveen and Rich for joining us. Uh, thank you to all our viewers, and we'll look forward to seeing you on the next webcast. Great. Thank you. Thanks, all.